you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Would you open to John chapter 1? John chapter 1. I'm sure it's coming as no surprise now that we've been in this uh, over a month. John chapter 1. I'm still on my first page of John here. <laughs> and and I, ha- I don't have the study Bible now. I'm preaching my slim, you know, slimmer preaching Bible here. So it contains a lot more scripture on every page because there's less commentary. And um, so we're going to be on this first page for a while. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, but it's good to go verse by verse through the Bible. Because, man, you can miss some things, can't you? Yeah, you just blow right by this or that, you know? No, not us. Amen. Hey, is, is there a child who can read for me? I told you, don't do it. John 1, 12 to 13. John 1, 12 to 13. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this microphone as I do. And I am going to find a way to make my way to a child who has the scripture that can read John 1, verses 12 and 13. Oh, I got a hand up over here. Thank you. Oh, a very demure hand. Thank you. All right. Are you ready, sweetheart? Let's have it. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Perfect. Good job, Olive. Thank you, sweetheart. Very, very good. I'm not sure if anything was sticking out to you already, even on first reading, was it? Anyone feel excited about what we just read and heard? I mean, there is something in here, and it has been scratching at me since last week. I told you last week with the bad news, right? Yes. And you came back for the good news. Thank God, like I was, I was begging you to come back, you know, because I wouldn't want you to have that as, you know, the final word. The bad news is never the final word if we don't let it be the final word. Amen? Amen. God always has good on the other side of that thing. Yes. God causes all things to work together for good to those who... Love him and are called according to his purposes. Amen. Amen. And so, Lord, we receive that we are the called and we choose to live that out and to get those blessings, to move through the valley of the shadow of death, not move to the valley of the shadow of death. Settlers in the valley of the shadow of death, not us. Thank you, Lord. In fact, let me bring you back to to what was so bad so you can see how good this good news is. In verse 10, it says, he was in the world, the Logos, right? He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But today, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, He gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That 
is good news. If, it, if it's ever going bad and it says, but, get hopeful. But there's a way. <laughs> Who remembers, uh, it, what was it, uh, Dumb and Dumber, right? It's like, it's like a one in a million chance. He's like, so you're telling me there's a chance, right? <laughs> I think he's trying to get a date with some girl or whatever. So you're telling me there's a chance. And, uh, you know, that's, we need to be hopeful like that because God is telling us there's a chance. There's a chance. The true light came into the world to his own people and his own people didn't even receive him. Look, the Jews, right? Jesus was a Christian. No, Jesus was a Jew, right? Like Christian didn't even come on the scene till later, right? Because of Jesus. Jesus was a Jew. He came to the Jews. The Jews was his personal ministry field. Do you remember this one time? This lady comes up to him that was not a Jew, asks for a blessing, a little something from Jesus. And he says, no. <laughs> and she's like, but, and he's like, yeah, but that's not, I didn't come here for that. It's not, it's not good to give the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Puppies, I like that. That's, that's, that sounds nicer, John. That, it, it was intent because he wasn't harsh. He wasn't calling her a name, you know, but it was like he was trying to make a distinction. Look, everyone, everyone's hungry. Who has a dog here? When it's dinner time, come on. They make themselves known, right? And like some, some are like aggressive about it and some are like, they give you, the, you know, the big eyes and the, you know, it's like, oh, baby. Get out of here. <laughs> That's how I do it. You probably feed them. Anyway, um, heartless, heartless. Um, but I'll have to say, Jesus wasn't trying to put anyone down. He was trying to make a distinction between the children of God and others. And who knows that that's still the same distinction today. There's either children of God or there's not. There's only two ways to be. So his personal ministry field to the Jews, they were shown... His true light, didn't we talk about the true light, was coming into the world? They were shown His true light, but they didn't know Him or understand. And I thought about that word, understand. Stand under. Right? When you're under someone, that means they have authority over you. And there's one safe place to be, and that's under the authority of God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Under the shadow of his protective wing, like he says, right? I mean, this is, we need to intentionally say, I want to go, I want to go to there. No Tina Fey fans in the house, I see. Okay, that's all right. Some of these can just coast on by. And so it's like, have you, I remember we were at California Adventure many, many years ago when, you know, people could afford it. And uh, the, uh, um, I don't know what you have to be now, but something else besides me. And uh, it was raining, and that's not a that's that's weird anyway. It's strange, you know, for it to rain in Anaheim so much. But um, we were soaked. Uh, Jane, I think, was the only kid we had at the time. Was there ever such a time? And and so I, I have these pictures, and we had to go find shelter, or else we were just exposed, and we're going to get it. Right. And so I remember we had to go under these awnings that would cover us and protect. Us. We chose to understand <laughs> that it was better over here. We stood under this covering so we weren't exposed to the elements. Amen. 
Amen. I, I wanted to bring that out. When you understand, it's not just, yeah, I, yeah, okay, sure. No, no, no. I do something about it because I really understand. And I'm choosing to move from where I am and stand over there, stand under that covering. The Jews had their Moses, right? Oh, they're always talking about Moses, right? Oh, Moses. Look, Moses is a great guy. However, he's no Jesus. And he wasn't the true light. Amen. Because there's only one. They had their Moses. They had their laws. Oh, they loved their laws. In fact, they loved the laws so much, they just added a bunch of them. Right? Hey, if, if the rules are this, don't... <laughs> Eve did it. Don't eat from that one tree, Eve. And she said, the first time that she's confronted about it, she says, we can't eat it, we can't even touch it. God didn't say don't touch it. He said don't eat it. You could have played softball with that fruit. Just don't eat it. You could pluck it, right? There you go. So have you ever seen? Look, just new insights all the time. They had the sacrifices, didn't they? And that's how you atone for sin, right? So, some blood's got to be spilled. They had their sacrifices and the whole, there's a whole way to do that. And, and Lord help you if you do it wrong, right? And they had the temple. And they remained satisfied with a copy of the light instead of embracing the true light. They chose not to understand, not to stand under that authority because, you know what, we got this thing going. I'm cool. We got, I got a way to get forgiven of my sins. And sure, it cost me that unblemished lamb every so often or whatever. And we got to drag it down here. Let the Levites do their thing. You know, like, but that's a copy. And Jesus comes on the scene. He says, hey, check it out. We don't have to do that anymore. It's not the blood of bulls and goats anymore. And they were content and satisfied even though they had every opportunity to see a victory, they wouldn't see it. Because the battle belongs to me and I'm going to do whatever I want. Right? There, there, is, there is a bit of pride in that stance. It says, I got this. Man, no, you don't got this. You don't got this. And until we realize, I don't got this, and I need a Savior, I need someone to rescue me, then we'll just be out there. Uh, we, <laughs> we watched The Meg again yesterday. Anyone see The Meg? It's a big shark movie, all right? And so just think how terrifying that can be. It was that terrifying. And uh, there's this little dog, in the, a little puppy, in the, in the, that fell into the ocean, and we, oh, we thought, oh, man, this dog has, that's it. That's over, Right? And it's just in the water, doing its thing. How long do you think you can keep that up? Forever? Neither can we. We can't keep this copy going forever. We can't keep a counterfeit going forever. There is a time that there's going to be a judgment. <laughs> Here I am. There's going to be a time there's going to be a judgment. And you have to know that someone has rescued me who is attached to solid ground. Because I'm not. They're tethered there, they're secure there, and they have the strength to pull me in, even though my situation is hopeless. 
Amen. Jesus wasn't withholding from them. His whole ministry life was out there among them, giving them every opportunity to see this true life, to receive him, the true light, to receive him, to follow him. But like the rest of the world, right, they preferred to retain their own well-worn lifestyle. Their known, they tread their known paths and their customs and their, their patterns of living. Because it's what they know. Kind of, we're used to this. Anyone see my fair lady? I've grown accustomed to her face. You're accustomed to it. You like that, David? Thank you. Appreciate that. You're, you're, you, get, you get accustomed to something, and then it becomes your custom. And it's customary that we do this. And this is how, this is how we do it. And then don't you dare not do it. And then, right, and then it just go, devolves into this thing. And it's a copy. It's always been a copy. And Jesus says, I'm the true light. Here I am. But to all those who, right, embrace the true light, God gives them the right to become the children of God. <laughs> Look, because they would not see, despite the true light beaming right into their very eyes, Inviting them, hey, step over here into the light. There's always a welcome on Jesus' lips. So many people he invites, and they just walk away. So many people, he, they, hey, what, what do I got to do, Jesus? <laughs> As if you care. I'm, I'm sure Jesus' discernment was, you know, way better than ours. However, I can't really say that because we have the same Holy Spirit. Okay, but you know what I mean. Jesus didn't ever get it wrong. So at least that. And so he's, he's discerning these people. You know what? I can see it. I'm going to offer it anyway, but I know you're going to walk. I know you're going to walk. Because you just want to do what you want to do. Rich young man. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, keep the commandments. Honor your father and mother. Don't cheat people. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done all that since I was a kid. Oh, perfectly, I'm sure. And then Jesus says, all right, one, one more thing for you specifically, because I, I can see into you, as Jesus always can. He says, you've got to sell everything that you have, give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. He's not even saying there's no benefit to this difficult task. And then he gets to follow Jesus, which is also purportedly what this kid wants. But he doesn't. He really wants his money. Isn't that true? <laughs> All right. It's not like it was without invitation, but he walks away sad. He's like, well, I guess I don't get that. What a spoiled brat. I never thought about this. What a spoiled brat. And he walks away sad. Look, it's not like, no, you can't come with me. Jesus said, come on. Just go sell your stuff first. Don't be loaded down. You can't weigh us down with all that mess. What are we going to do with it? Right? We're not about that. We're over here. If we need it, we can get it. We'll go fishing. Well, there's coins in fish mouth, apparently, right? We'll go find some, some stuff if we need some stuff, but you don't need it. Don't weigh me down. And he walks away sad, like no one's ever told him no in his life before. Make a note. Add that to the parenting seminar. All right. Did anyone see The Great Outdoors, by the way? Do you remember that movie with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd? You wouldn't know a good time if it fell out of the sky, landed on your face, and started to wiggle. <laughs> the true light is right there in front of them. Becca, come on with me. 
This is the trueness. Come over here. <laughs> so funny. Do you ever ask yourself, why, why doesn't so-and-so get it? Why don't they get this and stop ruining their own lives? Why don't they just turn to Jesus like I know they should and I keep telling them? <laughs> why don't they get it? Like, my question is, you know, what, what else could possibly be done by Jesus to woo you into following him? I mean, what, what else could be done? Online, my arm is pointing to our cross over here. What else could possibly be done? Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sing it. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. If I got some of that grape juice on my shirt today, you would know it. It would stain this, this white. Sin does that. That's not coming out. That's not coming out. Except when Jesus cleanses you. And he's inviting you to it. He's inviting you, get clean, get clean, get right. Jesus could have done nothing, can still do nothing more to woo you than what he's already done. Everything's been done. You're just not paying attention if you haven't gotten it yet. You're distracted by your lifestyle rut. The well-worn path. Uh, the, the band Cake. I don't know if anyone likes that band Cake. You know, the, how do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? We have this pursuit of other things. A rock and roll lifestyle. We have to dress a certain way to keep up appearance, keep up with the Joneses, right? We have to drive a certain thing. We have to whatever, live in a certain size house, live in a certain fancy, swanky neighborhood, go to the right schools instead of following Jesus and investing our lives in him. Nothing wrong with good schools, nothing wrong with good clothes, just saying what, what are you seeking after? How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle? I'll tell you, credit. <laughs> and the bill is always coming due, right? There is a time you got to pay the piper, right? Hey, I played for you, you danced, pay up, Right? Uh, who, who knows this one? Son, your ego's writing checks. Your body can't cash. Give it to me. Top Gun. Thank you. That's right. Why do we expect the world to behave like Jesus followers, by the way? Why do we always expect that? Of course they're a mess. They don't have any sort of moral code that's standardized. It's just everyone for himself. You, ch you choose your own adventure, your truth. I hate any variation of that phrase. My truth, your truth, his truth. I don't, look, there is one truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am. That's exclusive. I am the true light, Jesus says. So stop expecting the world to behave like Jesus followers. 
Instead, show them the true light, invite them to it, and make them become children of God. Amen? Amen? Give them that opportunity because it's on you, not on me. I'm here to equip you to do it. And so I'm reminding you to do it. Go get somebody so they can get right. They're free to do it in America. They are free to get right. By the way, did I tell you that's the title of this message? Free to get right. Number five, John 1, 12 to 13, free to get right. And then jumping ahead to verse 13, we see that God's children, this right that we have to become God's children, God's children are born of God's spirit, having nothing to do with man's flesh or will. So what part do we humans play in all this? Because you'll remember the fact that God loves you perfectly doesn't automate your salvation. Do we remember that? Just because God loves you doesn't mean that you're automatically in. He loves everybody, and there are people who won't make it to heaven. In fact, many are going to say to Jesus in that day, Lord, 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 didn't we? Didn't we this? Didn't we that? Didn't we this? Things that match the Bible. Things that match the commands. However, they missed the true light. Simon the sorcerer missed that true light too. Hey, let me buy this. Let me buy this. And I'll baptize people with the Holy Spirit. Man, your money die with you. If anyone thinks this is a G-rated book, you are mistaken. You are mistaken. It is serious. You know, it, yeah, it's serious. So we have a role to play in all this, don't we? In fact, we have the ultimate say in all the rest of it, in our salvation. We have the ultimate say. Not even God does. See, Jesus did the part already that he had to do. He made it possible and he invites, and he entreats, and he woos, and he loves. And then we say yes or no, and we get the only say that matters. I cannot judge Victor and say, go to heaven or hell. I, can, I cannot pass that judgment on Victor. Victor gets to pass the judgment on himself. I judge myself, <laughs> holding on to Jesus. <laughs> and I know where he's going. I know where he's going to be. That's what Victor has done. None of us can do that for any, only for ourselves, not even your own children. As much as we would want to, we see him acting crazy, going the wrong way, doing the wrong things. We're saying, please listen to reason. Look at the true light. What does the Bible say about this? Ah, ah, I don't even want to hear it from you. Right? Prophesy to us smooth things. In fact, we don't even want to hear from you at all. That's how humans tend to do it, but not us. This, I got to remember, this is the good news part. All right, this is the good news part. We get the ultimate say, and, and some people say, that's sacrilege. No, it's not. That's free will. That's freedom. That's independence, baby. Here we are. Happy Fourth of July. We are free to determine our own destiny because Jesus made it possible. Hallelujah. God has already done all his necessary parts for us to receive salvation. Only by our new lifestyle of obedience do we determine if we end up being the chosen or remain, remaining merely the called, as Laura and I were talking about 
this week. Many people didn't know Jesus, didn't receive him. Even those considered most likely to receive him. The ones seeking after Messiah. Like, nah, not this guy. Nazareth? (laughs) Right? He must be joking. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? At least one thing. But there were others who did. Amen. And there are others who will receive Jesus by your ministry. Amen. Oh, in this BFAM ministry, my heart longs for the day that when I say something like that, the whole room explodes in raucous testimony. Amen. Yes, we will. We will carry this message out. And we will see people saved in Jesus' name. That is the day I'm looking for. Word two. (laughs) So just retain that. And then next time it comes around, you you can get excited. Now the Bible says, receive him. Right? Receive him. So kids, look at... Mr. Ed, would you put verse 12 back up on the screen? John 1, 12. And children, I want to ask you, I'm coming to you. From verse 12, so this is not a trick question, how do people receive Jesus? In John chapter 1, verse 12, how do people receive Jesus? John chapter 1. John 1, verse 12. I want you to read it again. And then I want you to take it in and tell me, how do people receive Jesus? Read it. And then someone throw up a hand and tell me if you got the answer. You got the answer? All right. How do you receive him? To believe in his name. There you go. To believe in his name. Someone said, woo, they were proud of you. Good job. Woo! Did you hear it? Good job, Jane. Who believed in his name is how you received Jesus. Alex, did you get it too? You got it too. I saw that. I saw it. Good job, man. Believed. Faithed. Right? They believe in his name, Strong's Greek word 4100. To place and retain confidence in because of its truth. I don't just start believing and then stop believing. No, I, I start and keep on believing. Don't stop believing. Right there. That, it, it, that is how. You faith, you believe in his name. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Someone else. Does it mean that anyone who believes that Jesus' name was Jesus is going to go to heaven? Raise your hand. Does it mean that anyone who believes that Jesus' name is Jesus is going to go to heaven? Believing in his name. Oh, we got one. Oh, we got Max had his hand up first. No. No. That's right, Max. That's right. Is that what you were going to say? 
anyone who just believes that Jesus was called Jesus going to go to heaven? No. No. What then, if that's not true, believing in his name, if that's not true, then what does that mean? Believing in his name, what does it mean? Should I come down there? All right, here we go. Chloe has something to say. You have to be believing Jesus himself. In Jesus himself, not just that he was called Jesus. And what does Jesus himself entail? This is exactly what I'm getting at. Good job, Chloe. What does believing in Jesus himself mean? Let's look at a few scriptures together if you want to rapid fire. Acts chapter 3 verse 16. The book of Acts chapter 3 16 it says, And his name by faith in his name has made this man strong. They're like, Don't look at us like we did anything. It's in Jesus' name. By faith in Jesus' name. By faith that because we walk with that authority, this person has been made well. That's what Peter said. Peter also says in Acts chapter 10, verse 43, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Through his name. Peter sounds like he's on to something here. That there is something about the mighty name of Jesus. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. It's a good song set today. Good job, Elisa. Mark 16, verses 16 through 18 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will, and we know what they'll do. Cast out demons, take up servants, drink anything deadly, and not going to harm them, right? They will in my name because they believe in my name. Matthew 12, 21 says, and in his name, the Gentiles will hope. And so now here we are, not just the Jews getting this opportunity, you know, all the puppies out there, all the cute little Gentile puppies. <laughs> um, they get to come now too. They get to come into salvation. They get to come into this relationship. Praise God. John 2, 23, jumping ahead a little bit. It'll be many months before we get there. says, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. They didn't just believe or assent that guy's called Jesus. No, they knew there was something about that name, right? Oh, was just something about that name. There's something about Jesus himself, that all these things are wrapped up in Jesus. You and I and everyone who hears this message gets hope that if you choose to believe in Jesus name, you are believing for every promise the Bible clearly articulates will come to pass for you and those you release it to, for those you declare blessing over every time. Every promise. I can. You're welcome. If you choose to believe in Jesus' name, you are believing 
For every promise, the Bible clearly articulates will come to pass for you and for everyone you release it over. Amen. Amen. That's big. There are likely people hearing this message, either here in the house or online, who are not certain that God will answer. Yeah, I don't know. God's, God's a bit of a wild card. He's not a wild card. But he also ain't no tame lion either. Remember that from Narnia? No tame lion. He's powerful. This, this is not a right headspace. This is a wrong perspective to have. That God may not live up to his word. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man who should change his mind. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not make it good? Of course. Like, well, maybe God will speak to Laura. You know, Laura disciple all these people in Kenya. Maybe he'll dwell with Laura. Maybe he'll bless Laura, but not me, people might say. It's not true. It's wrong. <laughs> pastor Jerry had a pastor above him as he was a young man. And one time he said, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Sometimes we just need to hear it like that, don't we? Look, if, if you think that God is not going to come and show up for you, he's too busy, he doesn't care enough about you, he's not powerful enough to, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. He is desperate to be in relationship with you, in covenant partnership with you. He will supply every time. In fact, it's like, even when we're faithless, God is not, he's faithful. He cannot deny himself. I love the Bible because it looks like it's like, well, if you don't, I, if you don't, I won't, if you don't, I won't. And if you're not faithful, but God is always faithful. And I thought, man, that you just flipped the script in that passage. I love that. You got to get your thinking right, because over and over again, the Logos reiterates these promises to you. So if you're wondering, wonder no more. <laughs> Settle this in your heart right now. I mean, what better day? Independence Day. Get your freedom. You're free to get right today. Free to get right. Joel 2, 23 says, And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And in Acts 2, 21, it says that same exact thing again. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Quoting Joel. And in Romans 10, 11 through 13, says it again. For the scripture says, here we are once again. For everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there's no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For, quote, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, unquote. End quote. End quote. I always thought it was unquote. Quote. Unquote. No, no. End quote. Thank you. We figured that out today. Live on stage. Paul reiterates it twice within, within these three verses. God's Spirit is trying to get a message through to you today. 
when, especially when the Bible is reiterating something over and over and over again. Don't miss this, please. The Lord is saying, I'm trying. I, what more could I possibly do? Right? Amen. <sighs> you know, when people say, well, if, if Jesus would just come show up to me, he already did. And we killed him. Right? That, not even that would work. It's got to be a heart change. You've got to be interested in sharing your life and trading your life with him. Because I'm interested. Could I be an instrument in sharing your life? Uh, that's India Irie. Anyone know India Irie? I do. Ah, there you go. I got one. That's good. That's good. <laughs> So let God's spirit get his message through today on this Independence Day that we celebrate with such vigor and veracity, right? Soberly. <laughs> uh, let God get that message of freedom through to you today. Erase that wrong thinking and get right. You're free to get right. Get right. Live right. Think right. Look back at verse 12. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, you know me. I harp on this rights thing every once in a while just because I think it's petty. My, I, I'm an American. Got my rights. And don't tread on me. And all this and that. And then we use that for like ungodly purposes. Come on, church. We're not the American church of Jesus. We're just the church of Jesus, right? Anyone everywhere, any nation can do this. The, the difference is they have to pay a higher price than we do to do it. The Chinese are at risk when they do this. In India, they're at risk when they do this. Americans... We get to come here and no one says boo. Right? No one's kicking down our door trying to shoot me or arrest me or you. Right? We get to do this. We're free to do this. We're free to get right. Every, everyone is free to get right. Get right today. God gave you the right to become children of God. And it stood out to me because I know I have a bit of an attitude about this, right? Because I, I feel like we misuse that as Americans. I got to, and you, no, look, you do have the right not to. And that's, that's up to you. I, the Lord and I would prefer it that you exercised your right to believe in his name and get all the promises and go to heaven one day. But you don't have to. You have the right not to become a child of God, but he gave you the right to become a child of God. That is not a privilege. It's a right. And so as much as I, I may condemn that poor use of our rights, I will tell you right here, the inspired scripture, spirit breathed word of God says that he has given you an inalienable right to become children of God, if you will. You can exercise the most powerful right, right here, right now. 
wherever you are, whenever this is played back. You can do that online. You can do, I'm talking to you. You can exercise this right now. In fact, that's where we're going this, in, the, in this moment. What, is, what does it mean to become a child of God? How, I'm going to exercise a right to what? To become a child of God. If you're truly saved, if you truly belong to Jesus and make him your Lord or the owner of your life, what does that look like once you get right? So, so what happens? What, what apologies are you maybe going to need to make? What forgiveness might you need to extend that you've, you've held on to unforgiveness maybe? What media might you have to throw away and not sell on eBay so, you know, like someone else gets the, the filth? No, right? Every time I go through OSL, I'm like, oh, there's another layer of like media that's got to go because there's just something else that the Lord has spoken to me. He's like, nope, not that. Nope, not that. Nope, not that. Maybe you're like me. And, and I've heard people even say, you know, I, there's no negative content in it, but just the vibe of the thing sends me down a wrong path. And so I got to ditch that music too. And I tell you today, I'm proud of you for that. That's huge. I'm so proud of you for that. Keep doing it. How about this? What sicknesses will you not have to suffer anymore? Huh? Didn't we talk about it today in communion? There's reasons why you're sick and weak and dying. Doesn't have to be. What financial pressure can now be relieved? Amen. Oh, see, God's got it all for you. What life purpose can you now freely pursue and be successful in Jesus. You're free to get right. Why don't we pray together and ask the Lord what he's saying to you right now. Just ask him. Just come before him. Lord, we have heard your word. And just in the the stillness of this moment, we each come before you and ask you, what would you have us do with this now that we've heard? What would you have us do? What is your spirit saying? How do I apply this to my life? Because we're not satisfied with copies. Lord, my life doesn't need to look like a Xerox of Whitney's life. You've got good things for her. You've got good things for me. How do you want me to pursue that? How do I get right with you? How do I become a a child of God? How do I believe in your name? Because I know that I've had a bunch of experience. I've had a bunch of history I've had a bunch of letdown. I have a hard time forgetting it sometimes. Would you help me let go and instead embrace you, the true light? Would you make me a child of God? I choose right now to exercise that right to become a child of God. I believe that you're living because God raised you from the dead. 
and I give you authority, I understand, I, I'm, I'm choosing to stand under your authority so that you can own my life and control my decisions. I invite you to do it. If that's you, just say those words out of your mouth. You have to say it though. You can't just think it. You have to say it. Speak it out. Rescue me, living Jesus, Lord of my life. And I won't fight you. I will receive the rescue. I will be drawn into you. I will learn of you. And I will find rest for my soul. I will experience true freedom, not the counterfeit that the world peddles, not even the counterfeit that America peddles. In all of this, Lord, and I just say specifically for the Americans who are hearing this, that we see our freedom through the lens of Jesus. Thankful as we are for this country. Thankful as we are for the freedoms that still exist. At least on paper. Lord, may we live in true freedom based on what exists in your paper. In your message to us. In this divine bill of rights. We exercise the right to become children of God today with thanksgiving. If that's you today, I want you to let us know about it somehow. If you've made this decision for the first time or for the 50th time, this is the time it's meant to take, to take root and build solidity in your life. We, as shepherds, have a role to play to invest in you. And you have a role to play by telling us about it, informing us that I have made the decision to exercise this right to become a child of God. On your service card, you can do that. TheRockHesperia.life. Just go online to TheRockHesperia.life. If you're in the room, of course, you have the papers that you can use. And let us know because we will interface with you. We will relate to you. We will come alongside you and equip you and build into you everything that God wants you to have. And it's our joy to do it. I am so excited for our church. I'm so thankful to God for giving us the freedoms we enjoy. Aren't you? Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Amen.